0: Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the Tri-Lakes Insider podcast. In this episode, I talk with Matt Bell from Explore Harrison about the upcoming Arkansas Hot Air Balloon Championship that's coming to Harrison in September. I love hot air balloons, and I am really looking forward to this festival. I hope you'll enjoy listening to what you can expect at this family-friendly event as much as I did learning about it. Welcome to the Tri-Lakes Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Rottmeyer. I'm a realtor, marine, and gourmet marshmallow maker. After living in big cities around the world, we landed in the Tri-Lakes area of Arkansas. In this show, I want to bring you along with me as I discover all our area has to offer. Whether you are thinking of moving here or vacationing here, I hope you will enjoy the cool people doing cool things that I will be bringing you. I'm so excited you're here, let's go. good afternoon it has been a while since we did a podcast and today i am here with matt bell from explore harrison and we are going to talk about the upcoming arkansas state hot air balloon championship how are you doing matt
1: i'm doing wonderful larry say laurie thank you for having me on here
0: yes i love balloons so i'm excited to see what you can tell us about this festival it looks like you've been doing it for a while
1: Yes, this is year number twenty-seven.
0: Wow, have you been? Have you been like in the in the control of it for the whole time?
1: No, our office took it over. I want to say five years ago, Lori. Uh, it was run by the local chamber of commerce. Prior to that, it was just uh, I think a volunteer base, more or less, that, that really put it together. So we've been we've been at the helm for oh, five, six years, something like that.
0: Something I forgot to ask you. One one thing I like to know when I'm interviewing somebody. Um, Have you lived here your whole life? Uh,
1: Actually, I am somewhat of a transplant. I grew up in a small town just west of here, Green Forest, uh, Arkansas. So, oh, about 25 minutes away. So not too far. Uh, My family and I moved here in 2004, 2005. So we've been here for uh, 15, 16 years.
0: Nice. Yeah, we've been here for just about three years and we're still exploring everything so we have not been to the balloon festival because I think it conflicted with something we were else we were doing last year but we're really looking forward to it this year and it's in September correct?
1: That's correct September 9, 10 and 11.
0: Okay and it looks like you have a really full schedule it's not just balloons but it's more than that
1: yeah so kind of the premise behind that or the idea behind that is the balloons are only allowed or able to fly inflate during certain times of the day because of weather wind um and and those sorts of variables so we we do some activities to really fill the the day um because it is important that we have something for folks to do when the balloons aren't in in, uh in flight or or tethered um so we have partnered with uh a local Asian culture group they're having what's called the kite festival um, out there that Saturday we've we've partnered with the local boy scouts and they'll have big bounce houses for kids to jump around in and play in some uh, very sizable ones uh may, may see an adult or two in there who knows we'll see how the day goes <laughs> uh, and then another uh, local group that we partnered with this year we're really excited about bringing on grandma's house who's a it's a child advocacy center and they're doing a 5k and a 2k fun run that's
0: awesome so,
1: really uh, packing it in there
0: i saw that and music and food like music
1: food We have great local food vendors that we'll have out there Uh, and the music. We've got a couple of Friday night. We've got a really good uh, act lined out and then Saturday night as well. Uh, The Friday night act is actually a a local young man who uh, is, is now touring, um, but his hometown is Harrison, Arkansas, and he's coming back to play for us. It's Wally and then uh, seven South, the local band on Saturday night. And they're both, very tasteful family friendly good entertaining uh, music options
0: so i know you say the balloons go really early how early mm-hmm. is early
1: so we have a pilot meeting every morning before they go on flight and we are there at 6 a.m and that's it's still dark outside uh, many people aren't even stirred at 6 a.m of course you and myself were early risers so we're probably out and about anyway but we meet with the pilots about 6.30 a.m. and uh, have a game plan. We determine wind speed, wind direction, when the fog will lift. If there is a fog, there are several things that we have to take into account. And then from there, we launch. Now, that could be delayed 30 minutes. It could be delayed 45 or an hour. Our goal is always to get those balloons up in the sky if we can. Uh, And their goal as pilots is to get up in the sky as well. Um, But it always has to be done early morning um, just to allow the balloons to be able to inflate and fly because they're using hot air. So if the air outside is hotter than the air inside, they're not going to go up.
0: Oh, and when it's it's like summertime, well, I mean, September is kind of still summer here.
1: Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. So September, it can be, you know, a little iffy. That's why we have to do the early morning or in the evening flights.
0: interesting. So does fog affect
1: absolutely yes so the the moisture created from the fog um, can certainly damage or hinder the ability of the pilot to maneuver their their uh, balloon um, safely and then also when they come down that moisture gathers on their envelope is what they call it the balloon is their envelope Uh, that moisture gathered if it's not dried out what happens to your sleeping bag if you pack it away after a camping trip and it gets a little moisture same thing here. And and uh, it's a, they have an expensive sleeping bag. We'll say that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. OK, so is it possible that it could get completely canceled for for weather then? And we absolutely.
1: And there are years the mountains that, mountains? yeah, there's years that we've had that issue arrive, um, you know, whether it be high wind, whether it be. Uh, rain obviously they're not going to fly in rain any whatsoever right. or fog you know and and they have while it may not be foggy here where we're standing or windy if you go up they have uh, test balloons that they'll stick up they'll uh, pop up in the air and they'll watch it and look for that speed and direction uh, and and those type of variables and uh, but it's a very real scenario where we have this big event and we don't have a single hot air balloon take flight.
0: That would um, be really sad. It's really yeah. hot air balloon flying is very sciencey and I'm such not a science person, but I think it's fascinating, all of it. You know, I would love to, to have my own balloon. I've never been in one, but I just think it looks like so cool to just, you know, float along. Over oh, the they're along.
1: awesome. They oh, are right. awesome. I've not now I've done tethered rides, but uh, uh, the the whole height thing and, you know, not an emergency <laughs> backup plan because that balloon is your parachute, essentially. Right. Uh, but I've not ever gone in a, on a true free flowing flight. Um, who knows? Maybe this year we'll see how things work out.
0: So when they tethered those balloons, because we've been at, at several different ones where they have the balloons tethered there. Does that is does the um does the weather impact that as much as going up? Is it does it all no?
1: It's a lot it? more feasible to do it for a tethered event, um, simply because depending on the geography of the land that you're up, you're using, uh, where we'll be at is the Anstaff Bank Soccer Complex, which is downtown and it's essentially kind of in a bowl, right? So when the while the wind at say uh, 50 to 100, 200 feet in the air may be five to ten miles an hour in that bowl it may be zero so um but there there are opportunities to tether even if we can't have a flight so there we we try if at all possible to get that thing up in the air now you'll see when we do the tethered uh we're strapped to trailers trucks big rigs um and you'll see if if it's not if we're not careful with it uh if the wind does pick up one of those balloons will drag the rear end of a vehicle across the field. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> yes, so uh, they will, they'll move them around. Uh, so we always have to be uh, recognize that not only from a balloon safety standpoint, but the spectators as well. Right. So um, there's things that, that we have to take into account. So wind is our biggest enemy.
0: I can see that. So when you, um, the, you have on the two, I believe, is it the morning or the evening, you have the balloon glow?
1: Yes, on Friday evening, and that's essentially, Laura. That's just a tethered. The balloons are tethered, and we. Uh, it's getting dark out there, you know, in the evening hours, and they'll uh, we'll do, uh, randomly throughout the evening. We'll we'll do a countdown, and all of the balloons will glow simultaneously, and thus we call it the balloon glow. Um, of course, they're glowing sporadically while they're staying inflated, right? Uh, but that big balloon glow is the big ta-da, you know, and we'll do that several times throughout the evening, uh, really gets the, the crowd involved. And it's not just the the visual, but to hear the roar of those uh, those propane tanks uh, firing off is pretty incredible too, what they call their candlesticks.
0: Cool. I love all the terminology because I didn't know any of that. Um... I
1: don't either. I'm just making it. No. <laughs> well,
0: it sounds like you do. Um, so
1: yeah, how, I'm getting better.
0: How many balloons will there be? So right now we're sitting at 13 with a
1: 14th on the fence, uh, whether or not their personal schedule will make it, you know, these, most of them, not all of them are, are personal pilots. They're not commercial pilots. They're not doing it for a living. This is a hobby or an interest that they take. And so, uh, you know, it, it's always based on their personal schedule, their work schedule and those sorts of things. And uh, so we, uh, during the, peak of our event uh, we had the biggest one we've had so far we had 21 balloons take flight one year uh, which was pretty phenomenal but i tell you once you get to that 12 12 to 20 mark it's so much to take in you know uh, anything above and beyond that is great but you really I mean you've got 12 giant hot air balloons in a soccer field uh, it's visually very uh, I don't know it's Pleasing and you know, it's good, it suffices.
0: I remember the last one we went to was in not in Tulsa itself, but outside of Tulsa, and we could see those balloons in the evening just glowing up the whole drive there. It was like a whole show while we were even getting there because we could see them from quite far away.
1: Yeah, and when we do our morning flights, so when they're actually in competition mode, let's keep in mind that this is the Arkansas State Championship. Well, right. that entails so- some competition.
0: Yeah, explain that to me because it says key grab competition. What
1: is yes? That? So we have what's dubbed the key pole, and it's I think it's like a thirty foot pole sticking up out of the ground, and on top of it there's a a, a little circle uh, round pipe that's just kind of hanging hanging there. The pilots, you know, they can't maneuver. There are some maneuverability you know in in hot air balloons but for the most part you're just susceptible to wind speed and direction and atmospheric pressure and those sorts of things so really you don't have a steering wheel so uh, but the competition essentially is who can get closest to that um, and who can grab it the grand prize is a ten thousand dollar cash prize a pilot is actually able to reach out and just grab that off of the top of the pole. We've been within probably 15, 20 feet of it, uh, which you think is not very close, but when you're looking at these balloons coming from, you know, miles apart and the wind is going on, you know, different directions. And even when they get close to the target, that wind could shift at any moment, and throw them off target or toward it. Um, So, and then we have strategically throughout town, we have other locations. Uh, target locations and they drop beanbags out of their balloons so they're not only trying to grab that pole but they're also trying to drop beanbags to hit a target Um, similar to maybe playing darts I guess you could compare it to try to get it closest to the bullseye and uh, we we have a point system in place so we tally up who got closest based on those and and the scoring is associated with the who, who got closest and then at the end we uh, award prize money on top of the grand prize if somebody were to win it of 10000
0: And when is that done?
1: So we do that on uh, Friday or no, I'm sorry, Saturday morning. We'll do that. And like I said, we'll have our pilot briefing about 630. And typically our balloons are starting to, or at least working in the direction of getting their balloons in flight at 7.
0: So I'm trying to wrap my head around the key grab. Mm -hmm. are they all going for the pole at the same time or are they Mm -hmm. taking their turns?
1: Nope. They're all trying. Once they get their balloon up and going, uh, but you got to keep in mind too, while one person might park at mile marker eight um, on some set highway, another pilot says, Oh, I don't know about that wind. I think it's going to shift. They'll go down to mile marker number 15 or something. So they're not typically launching from the same exact location. And even if they do, By the time they get inflated up in the air uh, and mobile uh, and flying, um, they're not ever going to be super close together. Now we'll have opportunity and it's very neat to watch. You'll see them. They do a kiss maneuver to where they'll actually kiss each other and it'll help, uh, help direct another balloon closer to the target. They partner up and try to do that sort of thing too, but they don't always converge simultaneously or even close to it.
0: So there's a, there's something for them to grab on the pole mm-hmm. okay it's just a
1: plastic reed.
0: okay and if they if one person gets it they win or they leave it there or they just touch it no,
1: they take that home with them and we're going to frame it because in 27 years Lori, we've never had a winner
0: oh, that'll be cool right maybe it would be
1: soon. phenomenal <laughs> uh in fact Uh, When we had our 25th annual, we increased that prize money to try to entice more people uh, and still nobody won. Uh, So it's still it's back down to that 10,000 mark. And who knows? Maybe this will be the year.
0: So I take it the prize money comes from the sponsors?
1: Yes. So actually, it's Explore Harrison. Our organization sponsors okay. that annually. Uh, we do have some other sponsors, though, like uh, REMAX Unlimited here in Harrison is always a big sponsor for us. Wood Motor That's Company. they have a balloon. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, and he makes sure that he comes every year. And uh, it's great. a great, great, great partnership that we have with Ryan Callhorn and his team there at REMAX um, to support this event. And there's other community involvement as well, other businesses that step in and help us with that as well
0: nice so what else do we need to know about the balloon festival i guess get there so, early. yes
1: yeah, so i uh, maybe if i could just kind of go through a timeline on sure. things uh, friday evening um yeah. it's kind of the kickoff right in the evening hours i think 4 p.m is when we technically open the gate we we'll have food vendors music some kid games some kid activities and then uh Of course, we'll have the big balloon glow. That's just spectator only. Uh, There's no rides given or provided, no tethered rides. It's just letting them glow, letting the balloons get stretched out for a good weekend. Um, And then we wrap that up at 9 p.m. And uh, on Saturday morning, the best location to view these balloons is at the target zone, right? Because every balloon, no matter where they launch from, their end destination or their goal is to reach that key uh, the keyhole, and that's at first baptist church downtown or they can also view them from the and staff soccer c- complex where we have most of the festivities planned for um so that's the spot to be from 7 a.m until 9 a.m um you'll see myself and uh somebody else out there in the field um waiting for the balloons to come through and when you see us pack up and head out that means all the balloons have come by and it's time to go so But then we go back to the soccer complex, and you know, we'll have kids' activities the 5K, the 2K, uh, music going, food vendors, um, games, things for the kids to do all day long until we put those balloons back up Saturday evening. Uh, and that's where we'll do the tethered rides. So you actually have the opportunity to get in line. Uh, there's a small fee. We're still working on that pricing structure. Uh, essentially, we just charge enough to hopefully cover the fuel that's being uh, utilized by the balloon pilots. They don't charge us anything. They do it for the, just for the fun of it and the joy of getting people up in their balloon. And so uh, we, we have people go up in the tethered balloons and then at the end of the night, we shut her down and we go again on Sunday morning with that 7 a.m. flight. And then we're done. Once that flight's over, we're done.
0: How many people do they take inside each?
1: Typically, it depends on the basket size, but typically you'll get two people in there. We might find, you know, one of our pilots might show up with a larger basket where they can get three people in there at a time. But typically it's one to two. Um, Two is usually you got pilot plus two, a couple or a father, child, mother, child, something like that. Um, on occasion, we'll have somebody with a larger basket that says, hey, bring the whole family in at once. But typically, that's not the case.
0: Okay. Um, And just left my mind. (laughs) Uh, Parking, like I'm always worried about where am I going to park? Where are we going to park for this?
1: Yeah, great question. (laughs) So we have a couple of parking options that are relatively close. Obviously, there's a small parking lot at the Staff Bank Mm -hmm. Soccer Complex. Um, That'll help We encourage folks to, if they could, reserve that for maybe the elderly or the handicapped because even though there's a handful of spots that are marked as such, it's not enough for when you have a large event like this. So we try to recommend folks that can walk a little bit to park at what's called the old junior high uh, parking lot downtown, which is just right up. There's a walking trail that goes right up the creek and then right into the soccer complex. Oh, it's maybe a hundred yards away. So we're not asking folks to trek a mile, um, you know, about a hundred yards and then boom, you're right in the middle of the thick of things. Um, But that that parking lot is the old junior high um, school that was downtown just off of Pine Street. Uh, I don't know the address. I don't know that there is, but it's uh, soon to be the Creekside Community Center. So there's some work being done there for our community events, Uh, but, Park there and then walk on up and it's free parking. We don't charge admission to come to this. We don't charge parking to come to this. The only time you pay is if you want to buy buy something. If you want to pay for a tethered ride, if you want to buy something from one of our awesome food vendors, uh, if you want to go home with an inflatable hot air balloon, we've got a vendor that's going to be selling those and uh, those are the coolest item, of course, uh, that. that we have. Yeah, he does really good. Philip Emerson, another local gentleman, lives just a little bit out of Harrison, uh, has been the vendor for that for several years. So
0: nice. What time do the the runs, the five k and the one k start?
1: So they'll be early in the morning. Um, let's see the races. Uh, I wanted to say, okay, so the. Uh, 2k for the kiddos is at 1130, but the 5k, uh, the true competitive one is at 9am. Okay. So 9am and, and then 1130.
0: Okay. Do they, they register for that someplace ahead of time?
1: Yes. So if they'll visit our website, exploreharrison.com, click on attractions and of course the uh, balloon festival event, and, uh, it'll take them to uh, a login or a, a, a sign up sheet form online. It's all online. They can register online.
0: Is there a t-shirt involved?
1: Uh, I believe they do give everybody a t-shirt. Typically, is what uh, grandma's house, uh, because they ask you what size you wear. So okay. I would say that they're probably going to. Will have balloons gonna, on it, do you think? Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen the official design. I'm all
0: about the um, stuff, you know?
1: <laughs> I would say that it probably will have something incorporated with the balloon event. Uh, we do have some uh, festival shirts. Okay, excuse me that'll be out there as well. So even if you're not a racer you can go grab you a festival t shirt.
0: Nice. Well, I'm excited about um, coming to the balloon festival. I'm excited to have you. What else did we need to talk about. Did I forget anything.
1: You know, I think the main thing, we've already hit this one pretty hard, is weather changes everything, right? And we may have the 27th annual Arkansas State Hot Air Balloon Championships and not see one balloon take the sky. Now, I pray that that doesn't happen. But the best way that folks can keep up to date is with our social media outlet, and that's Facebook. So go on Facebook, look up Arkansas State Hot Air Balloon Championship races. And what we have planned for is we will do a live uh, feed when we're doing our pilots briefing. So we're going to bring everybody into the behind the scenes action at 630 in the morning. I bet I don't have many people following me at that time. (laughs) But we'll go live at 630 in the morning and we'll have our pilot meeting. And that's where we discuss, is it safe? Is it unsafe? And they'll see what thought process goes into this so that it's not, oh, we just don't feel like launching our balloons today. No, that's not the case. We all, you know, they traveled some of them several hundred miles to get to this, Uh, but they'll be able to see firsthand uh, what's going on. And then if there's anything throughout the day, let's say a storm comes through and You know, we delay the start time for the balloon glow or something like that. But social media, our Facebook channel is probably key to make sure that your viewers, listeners. um, okay. and I'll put that down in the
0: description. I'll put all the things in the description so that they know how to find you, find the festival. And Um, it would
1: be the, the page dedicated to the Arkansas State Hot Air Balloon Championship. We have our Explore Harrison page where we'll post updates, but the live things will always be in that event page.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I I love I think the idea of having um, being in the pilot meeting is so cool, because like I said, I'm not a sciencey person, but I'm fascinated by this. And already I've learned terms today that I've never even heard before. So I imagine listening into the meeting and finding out why they're choosing to fly them or not would be really exciting to listen to. I'll
1: never forget the sunny day that we had, I want to say it was three years ago, and they released their test balloon. And once it got to I don't know, a couple hundred feet, that thing just took off like it was shot. And (laughs) while the wind was beautiful down here, when it got to a certain elevation, they were, and they can't, you know, safety first. Um, So they couldn't fly that.
0: Does our elevation or the mountains or anything have any play in that?
1: Sure. There's always going to be some play with, with the elevation. The higher your elevation, the more susceptible you are to things that are passing yeah. through versus that bowl effect that I had mentioned before at the soccer complex. You can kind of get down into that terrain and it'll, it helps for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, that's for cool. sure. All right. I'm going to ask one more question. I ask everybody, if you had a billboard, what would you put on it?
1: So yeah, uh, is this a billboard for Matt Bell, or is it a billboard? It can be for whatever Matt you Bell want. Exactly? It's your
0: billboard. <laughs> uh,
1: so I would say, from an Explore Harrison standpoint, I would say Explore Harrison adventure is right outside your window, right? It's a billboard, and you got Love the vehicle. It. Uh, if it's me personally, it's simple. Keep making a difference.
0: Those are great. Maybe you should have two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on our podcast today, Matt. I look forward to seeing you at the Bloom Festival. You definitely need to. Oh yeah. There's no question. I'm going to be there. (laughs) I think I was telling you before we drove... We drove all night from Chicago to get to Des Moines for one balloon festival. Mm -hmm. We got there and and the balloons couldn't go up because of the weather. And I was crushed because we drove like all night to get there. So this, we only have to drive a half an hour. So it's not quite so bad.
1: (laughs) No, not bad at all. And actually, if you want to come down for the media event on Friday morning at 8 a.m. when we fly balloons right behind the middle school, when all the students are coming to school that day on Friday, that's something to behold. That would be fun. It's awesome.
0: I I will definitely do that. That sounds like fun
1: there you go
0: all right well thank you so much and i look forward to that thank you all right take care hey hey friends welcome to the tri lakes insider podcast in this episode i sit down with bruce mcmath chair of the arkansas natural sky association about the upcoming dark sky festival that's coming to searcy county in october i am fascinated by astronomy and i'm really looking forward to this festival. I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Bruce as much as I did.